Hello, and welcome once again to BGM Select Critical Hits. I'm your host, Michael Ledward, and the first track we've chosen for this episode that you heard just then was from Street Fighter V, which was Nash's theme. Uh, this was composed by, originally the Capcom sound team, a huge collection of brilliant composers, and in this case, for Street Fighter V released just last year, uh, remixed by Keiki Kobayashi. Street Fighter V, in this incarnation of the Nash theme, expands upon what I already thought was an amazing tune from the Street Fighter Alpha games, and just pushes it to the next level, edging out the X-Men vs. Street Fighter remix, which is also well worth a listen. Street Fighter continues to be a heavily chosen track on BGM Select, but uh, another composer featured quite recently, Mr. Punch-Out, as he's known by myself. Here we go. That second track from this episode was from the Super Nintendo title, Super Mario World. This was the castle theme from the one and only Koji Kondo. Uh, this track always sticks out to me by its the way it manages to play such a simple tune, but then sort of expand on it in such a way that I can't remember much from the snares really hitting my ears the way this did. On a fun note, we actually had a contribution this week. This is the first contribution to the show. It comes from a listener who I can imagine only wanted me to test whether I can pronounce the name of this title. Lelouch 16? 17 even, if I can count my Roman numerals. Uh, also known as Maritan M, possibly just Martin, I'm guessing. But he chose a track from the game Catherine as released on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Funny fact, but I actually own both versions in an odd twist. 
Um, he he's requested from Catherine the track Mussorgsky pictures at an exhibition, The Hut on Fowl's Legs. That title does not do it for me, but the song definitely does. Have a listen. selection there and obviously this is another track composed by the infamous persona composer uh, Shoji Magura. The next one I chose is from a shooter oddly enough but the soundtrack is one of the things that really does stick out to me about this game. Not only does it kind of rip off the good cave shooters that I really really enjoy it it has its own personality in a way. An odd personality, but a personality nonetheless. This track is uh, called Prisoner of the Badlands, and I'll give you all the details later, but for now, here we go.
So the building up to the track, the uh, the payoff, just the general general vibe to that track really really uh, really hooks me in. To name that track, it was uh, "Prisoner of the Badlands," as I said earlier, from the composer Francisco Cerda. Uh, this came from the game Jamestown, also released on PS Plus in a slightly improved version called Jamestown Plus. Uh, great game and very good soundtrack. Surprisingly good soundtrack. Soundtrack, to be honest, I'd never heard this composer before. It really did stand out to me. But moving on to a composer who I really do have, uh, especially a lot of links with from this show, is a uh, Shinji Hozo again. Um, if you heard his last track, which I really really enjoyed back a couple of episodes back. I'm quite sure you'll enjoy what he's been up to in the meantime, which is this. Coming in as the second game in the Zero Escape series, at least in terms of how it was released, Virtue's Last Reward is one of my favourite games of the last decade or so, with ease, with ease. 
Shinji Hozo here, as as featured previously on Street Fighter X Plus Alpha. Yeah, he's he's instrumental to the success of this game, in my opinion. Not a single bad track on the whole. In fact, yeah, the entire trilogy of uh, Zero Escape games. I'd go that far, yeah. Um, listen to all of them, absorb them. They are quite possibly the best visual novel soundtracks I've I've ever heard. Uh, well recommended, well recommended. But this this one in particular, I always play it back. It's just, it's got so much going on in it. In a similar vein, across the pond, we also had a composer such as the next one who really brought a lived-in feel to the game, a believable atmosphere. This one stands out to me by far on this album. But again, again, the, the entire album, absolutely brilliant. This is The Last of Us. Last of Us, easily one of my favourite games of that year. In fact, I believe I did choose that in some lists as my favourite of the year. I've actually completed this game around eight times <laughs> for uh, platinum reasons. I believe the difficulties didn't stack, if I remember right. But this track in particular, uh, Vanishing Grace from Gustavo Santiolala, or Santiolala, I really won't get that pronunciation, but hey, let's move on. Once again, Gustavo, as I like to call him in brief, is a, a very tired musician. He's he's done a lot of soundtracks to movies, and he always adds a real, real believable atmosphere to the back of the movies. It's some somewhat something that's been pushed a lot as a kind of, not to say it really, but a kind of hipsterish feel to movies. Um, 
Rich has taken off over over the last few years or so, but before that, it just felt like a you know classic touch to to something, and he definitely does that here with um, the Last of Us. I really hope for great things too from the sequel. Um, another American is the composer Zach Zinger. Relatively cool sounding name, but uh, what exactly was he involved in? Well, it turns out it's actually a Japanese beat 'em up. The name of which I will reveal after I play this brilliant song for him. Street Fighter V, in case you hadn't guessed. This is the New York theme, both parts, if remixed properly. Um, and yeah, Zack Zenger, he, you know, he he makes his presence known 
on this soundtrack. This is a soundtrack where we have something sound like a Spanish guitar playing through huge drum beats over uh, just a simple intro screen. This is a game that captures the Nash theme better than I've ever heard before in any Street Fighter game. Street Fighter V is very accomplished as a game. It really does bring the whole package to you. With continual releases on that game, we can expect more amazing tracks to come, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this game feature once again. Yeah, let's let's move on again to one of Nintendo's composers, uh, Kazumi Totaka. He brings the fun to the wave race. rolling back again on those waves or some other really rubbish sounding soundbite that I can throw out there. <laughs> that was Wave Race 64, the main theme. There's not much to say about that apart from it is a classic. So if, if that was by any chance the first time you've heard that, I'm sure you're in for a treat. But we're, we're coming kind of close to the end here. Just got a couple more before we round off what I'm going to call the end of the first volume of these it's been a bit tough managing to get a recording in lately i'd love to start a new new series of these but i think as a collection of seven podcasts this could be a nice little thing i mean you're free to do do this what you want personally for me i'd play them in the car loud <laughs> play multiple times um i i really not not to be too big-headed about it but i really did enjoy the the first few volumes of this so coming close to an end, we're going to feature another game that's not been on the show before. This one comes from the game Steins Gate, or Steiners Gate, so El Sai Kongru, or something to that effect.
so there wasn't much chance this party was going to be ending just there. Which is why I'm going to be featuring a bonus track in this episode. However, Sky, Skyclad Observer, uh, this being the short version, is one of the cinematic intro tracks to the game Steins Gate. When playing this on the Vita, I had no option but to, you know, let the title do what it does. Uh, enjoy that cinematic. And, you know, it's like, like any good game. It rotates them, so you'll get a new cinematic each time you loop back to the menu screen. Um, yeah, game imperfection as far as I'm concerned with title screens. The game itself, uh, brilliant, brilliant. I've just picked up uh, the sequel, or would that be prequel? Or is that a big spoiler? Let's leave that. But this track was from Chiyomaru Shikura, and arrangement by Iso... Toshimichi with vocals by Kanako Itu. The core composer for this game was actually Takeshi Abo. Well, yeah, Takeshi Abo. Obviously, Takeshi Abo has to be mentioned due to his his slight feature elsewhere in this show. But uh, that kind of wraps us up for now. This has been the end of the first volume. To keep it short. I'm not going to be recording one of these for a little while to come, but once I do, I'll get back into the schedule of putting these out on a regular basis once again. Uh, I really enjoyed doing these. It's just a shame that it's taken so long, hence the, uh, the little boost in extra tracks. We, you might have guessed we bumped up from seven tracks to ten on this episode. But um, as usual, business will continue over at the Bit Effect. And um, once my son arrives, Literally, <laughs> we'll uh, be moving on to uh, volume two. For now, I think it's time that we say goodbye with another of my favourites. Featured featured already once before on the show, but again, the Khan Super Session. It was literally the name I wanted to call this show before uh, I found out A that I'm on a different planet, and it just sounds way too vague. And B, what an odd name, what an odd name. But uh, the Khan Super Session is, of course, the soundtrack of Soul Edge. Also features as featured as an alternate soundtrack in the PlayStation 1 version of the game. Um, the track here is not a Continental Gale anymore, which was absolutely perfect, but it is... An Oath to the Sword from Masumi Ito, also known as Hikaru Nanase. I really enjoy this. I hope you do too. And I'll see you once again in the future. Until then, keep enjoying video game music. And tune in when we're back. You never know. There might be something cool for you. Bye. <laughs>